Welcome to, uh, what is it, August? August 15th. <laughs> this is the Proverbs for Professionals podcast where every Saturday I take a look at a chapter of Proverbs and talk about how it relates to us as people and specifically give some guidance and instruction for those of us who work in a business professional environment. It is not a podcast for people who want to become professionals in Proverbs. Um, you know, we're not going to be breaking down uh, Hebrew idioms and different participles or I don't even I don't even remember what those things are, to be honest with you. But we are today going to talk through Proverbs chapter 15. We're going to cover, uh, I believe, six different verses, uh, and they all deal with language, speaking of participles. Um, and it, it launches right in here in Proverbs 15.1. This is honestly one of the first verses that we have our children uh, memorize. I have five kids, and we, we had them memorize Proverbs 15.1 very early on because we use it often in our parenting, and it has also really powerful implications for those of us in the workforce. So Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. This whole idea of answering somebody softly, even in disagreement, I believe really can diffuse a lot of situations. Uh, I've been a part of conversations where my words have escalated the tension. My words have brought about more division than they have solutions. Um, and I did not heed the advice of Proverbs 15.1, that a soft answer. This does not mean that you need to be a soft person. This doesn't mean that you should be a pushover. Uh, this doesn't even mean that it's not okay to get angry. Uh, righteous anger is very much a part of God's character, and it's a part of the Bible. We see this in Jesus. Uh, lots of uh, people in America specifically have this vision of like, I call it hippie Jesus, who's just kind of walking around saying peace and love and, you know, throwing up the deuces. Uh, but, but there are a lot of examples of Jesus, especially going after the religious elite, specifically, uh, probably the most well-known is when he goes into the temple and overturns the money-changing tables. Uh, that was an example of righteous anger. So it's not even saying it's not okay to get angry. But what it is saying is that there are going to be times when you have to interject soft answers. Uh, this can be in the form of genuine, authentic questions, I think can be very soft, not condescending questions, uh, you know, but, but actual genuine questions. This can be in the form of beginning something with an apology. This is especially important when you have done something wrong to somebody. Even if you feel like they are totally, completely in the wrong, beginning that this kind of soft approach of saying, hey, I'm really sorry about when I said this or when I emailed you that or when I said this in front of our coworkers and being genuine and honest, that takes some self-reflection. I think it takes a lot of emotional intelligence to be able to read a situation, but bringing in that soft answer can de-escalate escalate the situation and it will bring the conversation to a point where I think that solutions can, can actually begin to come about. So 
um, you know, not interjecting those harsh, hard-hitting words uh, that, that really stir up dissension. And, and unfortunately, this happens when a lot of employees leave companies. They will leave on bad terms. They'll leave with really harsh, hard-hitting words because it feels good, honestly, right? It feels really good. And speaking of that, uh, verse 7 says, The lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so the hearts of fools. And so, you know, if you're leaving a company or if you're really frustrated with that coworker, the wise person is going to have the soft answer and is going to be spreading knowledge, not simply facts. We're hearing that a lot like, oh, you know, I've heard like facts don't care about your feelings. Um, that's not true at all. <laughs> but um, I mean, it is true in one sense, but somebody, somebody can claim something is factual with, and, and coincidentally leave out other facts that would, uh, you know, persuade somebody else to believe something differently. So the lips of the wise spread knowledge, not simply just facts. They spread knowledgeable, useful, helpful things. Wisdom applied is what they're they spreading. So be a wise person. Don't be a person who has a foolish heart who is spreading not knowledge or uh, you know, disinformation or even information that you believe is true. This is happening a lot. It's something that you really want to be true, so you've placed yourself in your own echo chamber, whether it's at work or politics or social media or church or religion, whatever it is, you believe something to be true and you really want it to be true. So check yourself on that. Make sure that you are, you are spreading uh, wise, honest, useful, helpful knowledge, not simply things that you really want. You're crossing your fingers, hey, I really want this to be true. Because that, I believe, is is the heart of a fool. So we're gonna we're kind of talking about our mouths and our lips and how we talk, um, and that continues on it here into verse fourteen. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. So do you see how Solomon flips it from verse seven? The lips of the wise spread knowledge. The heart of not so the heart of fools in verse fourteen. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. So we see both our hearts, uh, out of the, uh, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What is inside of us, our core rooted beliefs and our souls is, is interconnected with the way we talk and the speech that we give and the things that we say. And I would say that extends out into the keyboard you know, uh, Facebook and Twitter and these things, they did not exist when Solomon was writing, but let's, let's assume that this is all part of communication. So it extends out to that. So if you want to be knowledgeable, if you want to be wise, it says the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, continually is seeking out knowledge. Not simply just knowledge of what they want to be true, but what is actual truth? What is actually knowledge? This is what the person who is wise does. And it says, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. Man, what a, what a great alliteration right there. They feed on, the mouths of fools feed on folly. So people who are foolish, and I don't think there's anyone out there who wakes up and says, I want to be really dumb today. I want to be really foolish today. Uh, I think most people believe that they are wise, that they are truthful. 
But there is a posture of humility that comes with this saying, I want to continually seek out knowledge, not I already know knowledge. I believe that that's foolish and I believe there's a lot of folly in that. Uh, let's uh, go over here to verse 28. The heart, again, the connectedness here between the heart and the mouth, the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. You know, there is a there is a, an expedience to communication that is unfortunately expected in American society today. Uh, and, and I believe this is even in, in business a lot too, where we have to be the first to respond. We have to be the first to move. And I think that what's getting lost is the virtue of patience and how to respond. I think that it's totally, completely okay in a, we'll say it's a business development situation. When somebody asks you a question and when you don't know definitively, not only what the answer is, but what are the motives behind that question? I think it's actually right and good and the author of uh, Proverbs here would say, uh, Solomon in this case, would say, it's righteous to stop and say, you know what, I, uh, I, don't really know, I don't really know the answer to that question. Can you tell me more about you know, why, why, would that, why is that important you know, in this situation, whatever it is? Um, it's okay when somebody asks you, you know, outside of the business perspective, if somebody asks you a question about you know, COVID-19, and you are like me, a business student who works in the packaging industry, I think it's okay for me to say, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure I know what the answer to that is. Uh, and, and take some time to ponder it. Take some time to think about it. And not, I don't mean just seconds or minutes. I mean, it could be days. It could be weeks. It could be months. In cases for me, uh, like when it comes to issues of race in America, it is a, it's, it's, it's years for me. It is a, it is not just a thing that you go Google. It has been years and continues to be years and, and decades of learning and understanding, pondering how to answer things. And that really honestly takes a lot of humility. Again, it takes a lot of humility because we believe that we are right 100% of the time. We just do. We believe that we are right. And righteousness or rightness in this case is actually flipped over and saying, but maybe you're not, maybe you need to ponder how to answer that because the opposite is that out of the mouth, the wicked just pours out whatever it is, just instantly talking, always responding, you know, just click, 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 clickety, clack, clack, right? Like you're just going for it. And you just want, you just feel like you have to instantly respond out of your, out of your frustration, out of your anger. You're just like, ah, I just got to respond. You don't have to do that. There's nothing saying that you have to do that. So finally in verse 31, um, uh, let's see here. Yeah, verse 31. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. So here we have the mouth, we have the heart, and finally we get the ear. And I was reading this morning in, in the book of Acts. I'm going to actually flip over to it here real quickly. Uh, I don't normally do this, but I thought it was really important. Um, it was in Acts chapter 18, and it's, it's telling the story of Apollos. And I wrote down that we should be open to correction. So Apollos begins speaking boldly in the synagogue. It said of him that he's an eloquent man and he's competent in the scriptures. And he's speaking boldly in the synagogue. 
But Priscilla and Aquila heard him. They took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And then he changes what he does. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Apollos was wise for doing so. Do you seek out correction? And not only seek it out, but are you willing to change given new information? Is that your posture? Is that the way that you go through life is seeking out correction? Because I believe when we do that, we'll surround ourselves uh, with people who will help us see our faults and see our issues and see our problems. And, that, and, and then, then we will dwell among the wise. That is a wise thing to do, is to basically say, I don't know everything and I need people to help me out here and be willing to ask for help and be willing to seek out uh, correction. I remember when I was a pastor, I had, I had two people who were not on our pastoral uh, staff uh, when I was preaching a lot. And I asked both of them, I said, hey, actually it was three, it was three guys. Um, and I said, hey, do you mind, I wanna give you open an open forum to give me 100% feedback on every sermon that I give. Critical, not critical, helpful, useful, your opinion, whatever it is, you have full carte blanche to just give me anything. And it made me a better orator. It made me a better communicator because of the advice that I would get. And so I think when it comes to our business relationships, we should be doing the same thing. So if you're like me and you're in sales, do you have other salespeople that you can call up and say, hey, can I practice this with you? Hey, I've got this situation. I don't really know what to do. Hey, I said this, it felt wrong. What do you think? Um, and, and working through that together is a wise thing. You're, you're gonna be given life-giving reproof. Think about that. You are given life when you are corrected. It's not somebody who's coming at you harshly. So pay attention to what you're saying. Pay attention to what you are filling up with your heart. Seek wisdom, seek knowledge, seek understanding, and seek out people that will give you that life-giving reproof. All right, so next week we will be getting into Proverbs chapter 22. This has been the Proverbs for Professionals podcast with your host, Pastor Adam Peake. Thank you.